Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your host, John Spencer. Grab a mug of your favorite brew and join me and my sister, Carla, and then get ready to brew your brain, sharpen your wit, and enrich your faith. We'll give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Carla, good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Some of my favorite words. Happy Friday, everyone. Yes, Day of the Grind Nation. Happy Friday. Getting ready for the weekend. It's Friday, January 26th. And on this date, in 1858, the Wedding March by Felix Mendelssohn was played at the marriage of Queen Victoria's daughter, Victoria, and... Prussia. Oh, so the world debut of the wedding march. Wedding march. Okay. 1858 and at Victoria and Friedrichs. What? Very regal. So, yes. Oh. How about that? Yeah. That's... Is it like a commission thing just for them? Oh, yeah. I bet so. They found it and said, we no. want this one. <laughs> no, I think they were like, uh, we're going to have a wedding and we need a processional. There you go. Um, 1905 on this date, the world's largest diamond, the Cullinan, weighing 3,106.75 carats. That is oh one and a third pound. That's big. It's big. Yeah. Over a pound. Yeah, it's a big diamond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was found near Pretoria, South Africa. How about that? So, and on this date in 1915, an act of the U.S. Congress established the Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh. Which well done. is one of my favorite national parks. Lovely, yes. Oh, my gosh. It is breathtaking all over the place. On this date in 1911, Glenn Curtis flew the first successful American seaplane off of the battleship Pennsylvania. That is crazy. 1911. Whoa. Okay. He's a brave guy. wonder whose idea that was. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the first. Sure, let's, years, wow. Let's fly off a boat in the ocean. Yes. <laughs> See what happens. What could go wrong? Right. This is a great idea. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, well hey, done, though. Glenn, what are you doing? <laughs> Heads so, your tails. You lose. Go. <sighs> 1983 on this date, the computer program Lotus 123 debuted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that gives me shivers. Oh, my. Lotus. Lotus. I remember it. I do, too. People were going, I don't know what you're talking about, but mm -hmm. we did. And on this date in 1992, Boris Yeltsin announced that the collapsing USSR would stop targeting United States cities with nuclear weapons. <laughs> and we all said, okay, that's a good thing. And we said, that's oh my a good gosh. Thing. However, if you think that there are still not silos in Russia, Mm -hmm. That Vladimir Putin doesn't have aimed at some of our cities. I have some oceans, front property right. in Arizona that you might be interested in. Right. 
Right, right, yeah. right. <sighs> so. Yeah. January 26th is Australia Day. Okay. So, like, our Down Independence under. Day of July 4th celebrates throwing colonial rule. Yes. But on Australia Day, January 26, 1788, Australians celebrate the arrival of British colonial rule. Okay. Yeah. How uh, about that? That's yeah, it marks the, the anniversary of the arrival of the first fleet of British ships at Port Jackson, New South Wales. So. Were those the ships with the prisoners or Probably. Were those yeah. prior to that ships? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that all one of the same thing. I don't know. Now, okay. I think it was a penal colony before, but then they said, let's make it a colony, you know, okay. not just a prison. Let's okay. check that out. Don't know. All I know, it's Australia Day, and that's what they celebrate. Go it's, Australia. It's also International Customs. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's like customs that are international or if it's like when you fly internationally and you have to go through customs. Those customs that's... versus like traditions and all. I know I know when I've, I spoke at a Young Life camp in Panama and I took mm-hmm. a bunch of boxes of stuff to the young right. staff there and for camp. And I was pretty nervous about going to customs in Panama. And they said, well, if you get pulled over, you know, just see what happens. You may have to pay a bunch of Zoll, whatever. But here's how you do customs in Panama. You get your stuff and you, you're herded down this line. And then it's like a game show. There's this giant button this buzzer that you press down with your hand and this light above you starts spinning and if it's green you go through and if it's red you have to go over and get your stuff taken through it's like roulette yes it is (laughs) and it's like five people in front of me had all gone green and i was going oh my gosh i'm gonna get red but no i went green so oh my gosh and the guy after you, he was probably red. I didn't oh. back. I don't. I don't know what right. happened. I was just Taking so my stuff and excited running. to go. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> thought I was going to get hauled off in a room. Going. Oh my oh, gosh! Why do you have all these t-shirts? So, <laughs> it is also National Green Juice Day. Okay. Marcy loves like the Bolt House green goodness. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Guys, yeah, green juice. Good for you. It's National Peanut Brittle Day. Okay. It, it's you know who has good peanut brittle? Just let me just do another shameless plug here. Bucky's has this jalapeno peanut brittle. Oh. If you're ever at Bucky's, you need to get some of that. Listen, they now have a Bucky's in North Carolina. Oh. And Marcy and I stopped there. What and a great like, time to be alive. And the whole thing, and it's so funny because you know, I mean, they've obviously got Carolina-themed stuff everywhere. Right. You know, they don't have but, a Texas but the center barbecue stuff is all called the Texas Smokehouse. I mean, it's like still, go. it's Texas kind of Bucky's. stuff. Bucky's. Yes, okay. their peanut brittle is excellent. And I will say that I have never, ever gone to a Bucky's where I haven't, was not amazed at how well cleaned <laughs> and maintained their bathrooms mm-hmm. are. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Worth the stop. So. They got it going on. Um, Bucky's, the official <laughs> gas station of the Daily Right. We love Bucky's. So, <laughs> you guys want to send us some peanut brittle, oh. some beaver nuggets? We oh, my goodness. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, we would. <laughs> and now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Uh, the biggest film of 1998 was Saving Private Ryan. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's hard to believe that long ago. Oh, right. And Ooh. and it was after filming Private Ryan that Tom Hanks uh, filmed That Thing You Do. Oh, really? Because he needed something that was just... Yeah, I'm like, that's polar opposite. Okay. Light and needed yes. to kind of have like a... Right. Mental emotional rents. Which to get over that. It's a great movie oh. too though. <laughs> the O'Neaters. He's been in some of my favorites. Oh, he's amazing. He, right. Yes. Very versatile. So um yeah, we'll just celebrate Tom Hanks for a minute here on the Daily Ground. Yay, the official actor of no <laughs> <laughs> We love Tom Hanks. We love Tom Hanks on the Daily Ground. <laughs> Anyone oh who uses the phrase easy as taking candy from a baby has never tried to take candy from a baby. <laughs> right. And easy as this is hard and they're going to yell and cry. Yes, that no, is so like, easy. I was like, um, so easy. <laughs> no, I, like, I fall off a log. Yes, totally get it. <laughs> taking candy from a baby. No. No. In fact, all oh. those baby phrases, like I slept like a baby. No. What does that mean? Does that mean that you were up every two hours screaming and you wet the bed? I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. what happened there? I mean, you know. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So here's a life hack for everybody in the Daily Ground Nation. If you have a bottle of chocolate syrup and you use it all up, you know. Before mm-hmm. you throw that bottle of chocolate syrup in the trash, take the lid off and fill it up with milk. <gasps> the lid back on it and shake it, shake, shake it, it, shake it, shake it, shake it, and then pour it into a glass and enjoy the last cup of chocolate milk. From Oh, that's a great idea. There you go. Good. That's a good one. A good life hack right there. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks that they're unique until they have to choose a username. Oh gosh. Already yeah. taken. Already taken. Yep. 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 Usernames and passwords. That is just it's out of hand. I I personally feel like I have a gift for passwords. <laughs> yes. But it is the most frustrating thing to come up with an amazing password but not be able to share it with anybody. To go, oh, look what I, I just I'm so did. This one. Oh. <laughs> You can't, and then remember it. Be able to remember but them you all. Can't, oh, you can't share it with anybody. Can't tell. <laughs> oh. So, bummer. Fifty Shades of Grey started out, Carla, as Twilight fan fiction. Oh. Okay. Took a detour? What? Okay. Yeah. Well, they basically stripped out all of the vampire references and created a thing out of it but it started as fan fiction i'm Got not a it. fan okay. of any of that i just think that was right. interesting so yeah. that is i can know i didn't read it or watch it but I, me either and familiar to recommend it so there you okay. go <laughs> a group of vultures 
Carla. It's called a mm-hmm. venue. A venue of vultures. Oh my goodness. Okay. I see venues of vultures fairly regularly. Yes. Now, if they're in the sky circling, yes. they're called a kettle. Oh, I see that also. Kettle down to venue. Venue on the ground, kettle in the air. Kettle in the air. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Carla in Chincoteague Island, Virginia. You will find the world's only oyster museum. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you say so, I might not go there. I might not find it. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's worth making a trip. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay. A group well, of good. a group of lizards is called a lounge. A lounge. <laughs> lizards. Okay. Oh my god. Which gosh. is I think where we call people lounge lizards. <gasps> we do, don't we? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Tired and sick. And sick and tired have completely different meanings. Tired and sick. Sick and tired. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Sick and tired. Mm. Do Prince or the artist formerly known as Prince. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm never sure where he ended up, but (laughs) taught himself how to play the piano at seven. Oh, how about that? Yeah. He was a musician. And the first song he picked out by ear on the piano was the Batman theme. Oh, gosh. (laughs) How about that? How about that? And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. And it's Friday. Good morning, Maritza. Happy Friday. Good morning, John. It's good to be back. It is. Hey, I missed you last week while we were traveling, but I also know grad school is starting up and both of us were busy and absolutely. Other That's but. okay. We we just needed a one week break. We're fine. Yeah. So we are continuing this journey through God calling and building his people and we've looked at abraham and that covenant we've looked at isaac we struggled through that sacrifice of isaac um we've looked at jacob we looked at joseph and his amazing story in genesis Mm -hmm. that i really love and we looked at the exodus out of egypt Mm -hmm. some 400 years later uh, you know, and Passover. And we find ourselves today as we're just hitting some high points in this whole story in Deuteronomy chapter five and six. And then we'll also look a little bit in Matthew 22 uh, for some of these as well, too. So if you're listening and you want to read ahead and then come back, Deuteronomy five through six and Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. Um, and that's where we will kind of pick things up so um well deuteronomy what did you think reading that stuff all right so first thing i i went ahead and reread we got 10 commandments so yes i know all the commandments but this is the first thing and it's my number one thing that i wanted to talk about today john after reading this so God is definitely a jealous God because they mention it in all the readings 
that he is the one and only God. And I, I know that jealous in this text or in this context is not the same as a human jealousy. Yeah, it's not it's like not, in- it's not. I, I, I'm aware of this because I read it over and over again. But I'm just I laughed so hard because when I got to chapter five, uh, verse nine, it's like, you shall not bow down to them or serve them. So I was like, OK, I'm in for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. <laughs> and so I was like, OK. And so and then he says it again in chapter six and then when you go to matthew he says it again you know a jealous god and i laughed so hard and i've come to the conclusion because i know we haven't like stayed in the new testament we're in the old testament right now i've come to the conclusion that god reminds me of my father where it's like that tough love where he would tell me don't do this you cannot do this and like tell me no 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 and then he'd be like but come here, love me because nobody loves you more than I love you. And so that's all I hear when I'm reading these chapters is a father to a child or like when you just got in trouble and they're like, I'm all, I'm mad at you because I love you. <laughs> that's how I'm interpreting these chapters or this chapter uh, five and six. God is like, I mean, he definitely is father. I listen. I think you, man. You always amaze me because I would go, hundred percent, absolutely yes. That I think it's you know it's not like oh like Blaise Pascal, theologian, mathematician has one of my favorite quotes that I always paraphrase. But he basically said that God created man in his image, right? humankind, you know, us as people created in God's image. And then we turned around and returned the favor. Right. We, we end up creating God in our image, which means we project onto God all of our humanity. Right. You know, our pettiness, our smallness, our vindictiveness. And it's just so hard to get our minds around the fact that God is perfect. And so when he's jealous, it's perfect and good. It's not like human envy and, you know, but it's, but it's out of love. Yeah. He's just, he's just reiterating the fact that he says that there's no other God other than me. I am your Lord. I got you out of Egypt, you know, out of the house of bondage. Like I, I completely and utterly understand it. However, John, I laughed. I literally laughed out loud when it says, Lord God, am a jealous God. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. And and I think and I think he really because there's all kinds of imagery. I because that whole what do you worship? What do you look for for life and security? God goes, I am the only source. Mm-hmm. I'm I alone am it, and I will not share your affection with man-made false things um which is why like when jesus one time in the new testament is asked what's the greatest commandment uh he actually doesn't use one of these 10 right here he said it is to love the lord god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength that's the greatest commandment to love god with everything you have and he goes and the second greatest commandment is like it 
And it is that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And that both those big overarching commands, he goes, he goes, that sums up everything in the Bible. (laughs) Those two love God with everything you have, love your neighbor as yourself, which means for us, it is our love should be complete towards God. And it should be as a result, if you're going to love God, then you're going to love other people he created. And it's about love and it's about love being projected outward. It's not about selfish, indulgent, narcissistic kind of love. Yeah. Um, but it is funny. I, I And I'm glad you noticed it because I it is one of those things where you read it, you go, wait, what? Yeah, because when you get to when it's and hold on, I'm going to try this again. Deuteronomy. Yes. That word is going to trip me up. Because it even says it when we get into the so did you have trouble saying that word? Yes. The first time. John, I said Deuteronomy. <laughs> and I said it in front of a person who definitely understands how to say this word. And he was like, no, it's Deuteronomy, not doo-doo. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but also in chapter six, and like I said, it's like reiterated. And I understand what it's trying to say, but it says, you know, for the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Like again, I'm like, yeah, he's saying it, but I did, I do realize because after I've read it, I read it twice and I read it one more time before we got on the call. So I know what jealous means. He's just saying, look, there is only one God and I am that God. You don't worship anybody or anything and, you know, no false idols. I am the one and only. And so I get it. Um, I mean, I've heard, like I said, I, I, you know, me and my dad are like best friends. And I remember growing up, he's like, Marisa, when he would get onto us, he'd be like, just remember, I am the alpha and omega. You do as I say. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So like I said, I, I know he's taking these verses from here and I I realize where it's coming from now, but I hear it. I hear this in a father's tone. Well, yeah. And it is. Yeah. And it is. Yeah, absolutely. If I, hey, so did you read this in your Amplified Bible? Uh, is that the Leather Bible? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it probably said, in fact, because I like it every now and then because you hit a word because it says, verse 5, verse 9, you know, you shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous, impassioned God demanding what is rightfully and uniquely mine yeah and and because he's saying i alone am worthy of worship and it is mine and it is good and it is okay for me you know to demand it i had a um when we were in budapest we had a guy dean borgman uh who were talking about the ten commandments and he asked this question and it was just one of those that i'd never thought of um, so I'll ask you this question. Um, why do you think God gave them the Ten Commandments? Why do I think he gave it to them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of ways to approach this answer. So don't feel like there's going to be, oh, I got to get this right. Or uh, I'm like, hold on. I got to Google this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think right off the bat, if I was thinking about it, because they had been so imprisoned. Uh, by the pharaohs maybe this was to help them walk in the path of god because i mean they had gods because they lived a 
a pharaoh life. I don't know what the, what do you call pharaoh people? Egyptian. People, Egyptian. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's okay. I haven't had enough coffee yet. Um, Petra, I just feel like <laughs> that should be somebody's car. You know, like salt life, yes. beach life, pharaoh life. Pharaoh life. So you know, they, but they they were led. They were led by pharaohs. So they were led by the Egyptian um, way. Yeah. So. If you if you ask me this question, my immediate response would be the reason why he gave this is to help guide them and not so much kind of like rewire them, like to kind of get them on this path. If I was going to take an educated guess, that's what it would be. I well, you should take that educated guess It's because it, it's spot on. He, so he's calling these people again. This is going Abraham and his covenant because he made this promise that through you, Abraham, and your descendants, yep. all the nations of the world are going to be blessed. 400 years ago <laughs> from this yeah. moment. Well, yeah, <laughs> at this point, it's even longer than that. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so he's going, but that's my plan. And to do it, I'm going to form a people, but they are going to be unique because they're going to be uniquely mine. I mean, I'm going to set in place you as my people are going to be my instrument that I'm going to use to ultimately bless the whole world. And to do that, I'm going to have to form you into my people who are going to follow me. And so it is about creating uh, an identity for his people. And so he begins to give these commands and he's going to say, look, you can't live like all these people who don't know the truth around you that are worshiping stuff they carve and rocks and trees and whether because i i created all this stuff and i'm the only one that you should worship and so you can't and so he starts with those commands about who am i and then again he said i'm i'm jealous because i i i want all of your affection i don't want you you know worshiping false stuff and so i'm gonna have you set apart a day to rest to keep holy. I mean, that was just unheard of, mm -hmm. you know, people just, you just worked every day. You know, you didn't, people didn't take a day off. Um, and he gives all these other instructions. So that is absolutely yes. Uh, mechanically, operationally, God's calling, building, forming his people. He gives them this. Now, I think there's several other things that are happening when he gives this one is he also gives a list of commands that uh, nobody's going to be able to do all the time. <laughs> so that's a that's another thing. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm I grew up a Catholic young woman, so of course I'm yeah. very aware of what the Ten Commandments are. Some of them I forgot, but for the most part, I still am very aware. It's like you know, you don't covet thy neighbor. Um, you don't. Uh, you know, there's only one God shall not commit adultery like those are like things that i i just remember off the top of my head but i sit here and i think about things especially in the world that we live in now because one of them i i laugh because it says neither shall you act slyly or steal yeah don't steal <laughs> and i know and i sit here and i think about it because i'm like oh my gosh i have like three people who have my netflix password don't cancel me netflix um <laughs> you know and i'm sitting there i'm like oh my gosh you know technically speaking they're not paying for it and i will justify it because i am human but and i know that's minor that is very very minor but at the same point i'm like mm. <laughs> yeah listen well and i always go um 
that usually whatever happens, you know, one through nine, usually I think you break 10 on your way to breaking into the other one. <laughs> yes. Because, because ultimately it is that covenant. I, you know, like I want that, you know, I'm jealous of what they have and I want it. And that leads us to either steal or lie or commit adultery or, you know, in some cases murder. But I mean, it's like all the, you know, be, you know, not honor our parents. I mean, but I think like you break 10 on your way to any of those other ones. Um, well, yeah. You and know, which, and it, I think it also has to do with like, well, what is not honoring your father and mother exactly mean? Like sometimes we disagree, but I think that's oh, yeah. it doesn't mean that, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it doesn't mean you got to be a robot, but you know, cause, and, and they could tell you to like, if they told you to murder somebody, you shouldn't obey them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, so that's, it's, it's those little, it's not little things. Cause they are very important. So like, yeah, don't murder somebody. Don't commit adultery. Don't, uh, Try not to steal. Don't, you know, don't lie. Don't covet. But at the same point, I'm like, oh my gosh, we do something like this every day. <laughs> like I was looking at this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I broke three of these today. One of us like, you shall not, or was it, you shall not false witness your neighbor. I'm like, I, I told a lie to help somebody out today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's one. <laughs> I work well I work I work on Sundays there's two I think that uh, I so yeah so so he gave them for those I think that there's a, a another reason in there is to say okay nobody's gonna be able to go through life and not break any of these because I think God also wants to say look for me to be my people but I also want you to understand that you will you will need to depend on me because you cannot attain righteousness on your own. Yeah. You know, it will, it will require you to depend on me, not yourself. Um, and then the third way that, that Dean Borgman challenged us to really think about this, because mm -hmm. he said, you know, the, the law here is set up really as a teacher, as an instructor to say, this is why I know I need forgiveness, why I need redemption, why I need help. Can't do it on myself. But you said it so well in talking about it, Marisa, when you said, you know, I, I get this image of a, of a father who loves me. So he's going to tell me not to do something because he loves me. Mm -hmm. And, and that there is love and God's love for us is also something to acknowledge as to why these are given. And, and I think of it like this, God really, man, he loves us beyond what we can imagine. And so really what he wants is he, he wants to see you and me not be hurt. And he wants to see you and me not hurt others. And if you really think about it, if you and I, could pull all of these 10 commandments off. If we followed them and, and embodied them and lived them out, the result would be that we wouldn't hurt each other. Mm -hmm. You know, 
because we wouldn't be coveting each other's stuff. There wouldn't be sent. I mean, and so there's, because I think when we look at somebody who's struggling with something in their life, you know, a sin in somebody's life, I guarantee you every time you dig deep enough, what you will see beneath or behind that sin is pain. Mm -hmm. Um, Brugman, I can't remember who to give this credit to, but I will share this quote that, um, you know, somebody said that every knock on a brothel door is a search to know God and find meaning. We just start looking for it in the wrong places. Hmm. You know, ev every injection into a vein is somebody in pain crying out to know the God that made them. They're just looking to mask that pain or find escape in some way other than the reality of knowing the God that made them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it falls in line with where the journey you're on about making charitable assumptions about people. Mm -hmm. Well, cause I want to, I, I said, even reading this, I, I, you know, the, So I'll keep it. I'm going to put it to the one that I think is the less of the Ten Commandments. We'll do the steal. Okay. And mm -hmm. I remember I've always, this is one of those things that I've, I've struggled with when I've talked to people in faith or my friends, they take something or whatever. And I sit there and I'm like, you know, you shall not steal. But if you see a woman who is stealing food to feed her child because she doesn't have access to it. And I said, but she's doing that out of the love to make sure that they are fed. And I'm like, but if it's a commandment, like, how do you, how do we, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't justify that. And then another part of me argues with this because I sit there and I go, but that woman shouldn't have had to steal. Somebody should have helped her. Oh, that's exactly it. She should have, in her need, had somebody see it and respond to it, or she should have been able to say, my children are starving, please help me, and someone, you know, deliver. And so there is this point in some of these where you get to go, you can justify breaking any of them. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, c I can tell you one for each one, every single one of them. Every, every one of them. Even yeah, the I murder. Can... Even the murder one, I can tell you where I'm like, hey. Oh, yeah. But if somebody was doing that. But but anytime I do that with my sin, it comes down to this. It comes down to me saying, ultimately, in that area, I broke the first three because what I didn't do is I didn't trust you. Mm -hmm. I took it upon myself to try to be God of my own world. No, but that's true. And I'm, I'm glad you yeah. said it that way because, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this in the most loving way because it's really, truly out of love. So um, I was really close to my grandmother when she was on this earth and I still think about her all the time, but she was tough and she would, if we got into trouble or something happened, she would yell at us and say something to us and then at the end of it she's like do you understand why i did that and i would cry i'm like yes she's like come here and give me a hug and kiss she's like i do this because i love and protect you 
fast forward my dad did it to me as a kid and as still he's like it's because i love you fast forward to adult me where i had my first uh nephew who went against me and i I told him, I grabbed his hands. I go, you will not throw things in my house. You're going to face the door and stand up. And I went along and like cleaned. And then I came back to him and I said, do you understand what I said? And he's like, yes. And I go, I love you. Please don't do that again. And I made him give me a hug and kiss. And it's so <laughs> torturing. And I sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh. So when I read this, I'm like, this is God right here. He's telling, these are my rules. And I need you to listen to him. Now, he's obviously at a higher authority. I'm not comparing myself to God, but definitely I can. That's what I thought about. I think about a parent or a father with the best interest at heart and yeah. knowing that you're going to mess up. But you're right. If you trust me and you listen to me, you don't have to worry about those other, you know, seven commandments yeah now and, and <laughs> because yes because he does love us yes mm. and it is saying because he agape that unconditional love really is saying i love you in a way that i want your best even at my expense oh and, yeah that's awesome. and and we just get glimpses of that but but it's that's just hard for us to imagine as a constant way to love as broken fallen human people uh but but we do get pictures of it and i think those are all great ones your grandma your dad and then you and then you also get the idea of going wow that was hard for me to do because it wasn't fun no because it breaks my heart you, yes. john you could ask my husband when i've ever had to <laughs> discipline my my nieces or my nephew and i have to tell them I go no you're not going to do this and they're upset and i see them and i'm like i'm taking you home and then i'm like as soon as i jump i'm crying because i had to do it because i needed them to understand that they cannot break the rules that we have set before them. And then I go back to them and I'm like, do you understand? And they're like, yes, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I love you. And I'm like, and, and I want to tell them my heart was breaking having to do that also, which is really nice that you said that I want your best, even at my expense. I, that actually, I wrote that down. That's, oh man, I feel that. Um, I think that the, um, in, in looking, you know, at the Ten Commandments, again, this is under the Old Covenant. We're still back in this Old Testament, but I will, you know, spoiler, we're going to jump into the future a little bit. Um, I already quoted what we were going to read out of Matthew yes. 22, where the teachers of the law go, what's the greatest commandment? You know, and he goes, okay, you guys are looking for this one thing, but I'm going to just flip it on its ear. But a, a lot of Jesus's teachings, he would say things like, you know, you've heard it said. You shall not commit murder, mm -hmm. you know, and and a bunch of these guys are going, yeah, I'm golden, never murdered anybody. And Jesus goes, but if you've ever hated someone in your heart, you're guilty of that. Uh. <laughs> and then he goes, you've heard it said you shall not commit adultery. But I'm going to tell you that if you've ever lusted after somebody, you've committed that. Okay. Done. 
Because he goes, it even gets to the point of going, it's not that you did this thing. It's the fact that your heart is so broken, you know, that that it desires those kind of things, which is where I'm going to go back to saying, yep, you break that 10th one on the way to breaking any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, again, resonates with going how desperately I need to be dependent on, you know, God for life. But he's given us this idea of going, do you know what life in my kingdom where I rule and reign and peace and justice are just the norm? Uh, it looks like this, you know, cause people aren't doing these things, you know, people aren't lying and cheating and committing adultery and coveting things and murdering each other. They're respecting their parents, you know? Um, and again, I think it's, you know, in even the honor your father and your mother, you know, it's, it is one of those things to go, Hey, it, to show respect, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and to me, it's, you can always expand these instead of trying to, you know, because what we do is we read them and go, yeah, but what about this ways to justify them? Whereas it's really like, yeah. And I should really honor respect anybody that's older than me mm -hmm. and even people that I work with. And, you know, and he says, keep the Sabbath holy. And so, you know, they made up all kinds of rules and laws later on to go, well, you can't walk further than this. And you can't lift something heavier than this and you can't do work. And Jesus was going, look, people weren't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for people. And, uh, and you keep it holy by loving God, honoring other people, serving other people in my name on that day, you know, use it to rest and to worship, but don't, don't turn it into bondage. Right. It's, it's there to give you freedom. Yeah. You know, he, just, when, when he we, already took you out of bondage. <laughs> yeah. Took you out of bondage. Don't make, you know, a prison out of the things that I'm telling you should be the commands for how you can truly experience life freely and lightly, you know, because um, they're not a bunch of, you know, because we all think of the Ten Commandments movie, you know, thou shalt not right. lightning scrolling across the thing. Because and for me, it warped my view of God for a long time. And I really had good folks that I think really authentically followed and loved Jesus as parents, but for a uh, younger me for a good long while struggled because I thought it was my job to make a mad God happy. So I'm glad you said that because I'm <laughs> again, I'm we've, we've in the old Testament and then you had me jump over to the new Testament. And I, I literally talked to my husband today. I go, you know, said God is Okay, he's already having people sacrifice people. He's putting these <laughs> plagues out here. He's, I go, he's such a vengeful God. And now he's jealous. This is just me like laughing at it. I go, and here you got Jesus, you know, saying, hey, you know, really, honestly, there's just two main commandments. Believe in, <laughs> believe in God, my father, and love. And John, I'm telling you, this is, I had that moment where it's like that that light bulb that goes off because I realized that the song Nature Boy is about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it says the greatest gift you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. And that is thing you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh. 
Oh man, these moments. No, I, that that is so good. Yeah, but anyway, that is kind of hey where we are with get the Ten Commandments where they are. I feel like we probably should just read all ten of them at some point uh, just before we leave. Okay. Uh, hey, so do you have it open? I do. Hold on. Yeah. Why don't you? You don't have to read obviously all of chapters five and six, but if you want to, you could like start right there in. 11 through what is it 21 yes yeah a five yeah but i I gotta say it again so that you shall not bow down to them or serve them for i the lord your god am a jealous god that's like my favorite (laughs) yeah i I highlighted that yeah good okay so here we go am a jealous god visiting the in iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me and showing mercy and steadfast love to thousands and to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments you shall not take the name of the lord your god in vain for the lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in falsehood or without purpose okay before we go on with that one People say, what exactly does don't take his name in vain really mean? So that's a great question, because if you talk to a lot of people, most people will say, well, that's like you shouldn't say. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Or or GD this, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's taking the Lord's name in vain. Um, I do think it is not a good idea. (laughs) use God's name irreverently or lightly and you should avoid that whenever possible but I don't think that's what this commandment means I I think when you think about taking God's name um, I think about I fell in love with this amazing amazing young woman Marcy Ray and I asked her to marry me and when we got married she took my name okay, and she became Marcy Spencer. Mm-hmm. And I think God is saying, when you become my people, do not take my name in vain. In other words, as you go out and live, do it in a way that glorifies and honors my name. Don't bring disgrace upon my name as Jehovah because you're my people. Okay. You know, don't do things that are going to impugn my character because you're you have my name. I can remember my dad telling me one time, like, you know, don't don't go out there acting the fool. <laughs> you bring shame on our family. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> I understand. OK. You know, yeah. And so but I think sometimes we just think about, it, oh, it's just not using, you know, God's name in a cuss word. And I want to go, no, it's about you not being a jerk to somebody in the checkout line or you being stingy with resources that you could have had to serve somebody else or showing kindness or patience. Like I should be demonstrating the character of God and how I live because I've taken his name. Gotcha. You know, that's what I, and it's to me, that's weightier, isn't it? Like that's heavier. Yes, I agree. You know, I need to represent him because, and he's saying, you're my people. 
don't take my name in vain because wherever you go, you're taking my name and presence. Well, so, so that's that's like the people who say like I believe in God, and then they're they're showcasing something else. Like, hey, wait a second, that's taking my name in vain. You're you're saying yes. you're saying this, but you're doing this. So you know, be mindful. Yep. Okay, cool. I got it now. Yep. And also, I'm gonna go back because the first command was, "You shall have no other gods before me or before me or besides me." You shall not make for yourself, uh, I guess, to worship a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So that's the you don't make an idol. You don't make yourself an idol, correct? Yeah. Or you don't create an idol out of a tree or you don't just image and go, oh, this represents a thing because God goes. I'm spirit and truth and it's enough that you just know and honor me you don't need to make you know things of all that kind of okay. stuff so right. thank you um so you shall not take the name of the lord in vain for the lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in the falsehood or without purpose observe the sabbath day to keep it holy as the lord your god commanded you six days you shall labor and do all your work but the seventh day is a sabbath to the lord your god in it you shall do no uh, you shall not do any work you or your son or your daughter or your manservant or your maidservant or your ox or your donkey or your livestock or the stranger or sojourner who is within your gates that is your manservant and your maidservant may rest as well as you so everybody rests everybody yeah even if you yeah yep strangers foreigners like this isn't just you you don't rest for yourself while you make other people do stuff like it's it's there's equity there yes and i like this line it says and remember that you were a servant in the land of egypt and that the lord your god brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm therefore the lord your god commanded you to observe and take heed to the sabbath day so it's like that's why i'm telling you rest Mm-hmm. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not murder, neither shall you commit adultery, neither shall you act slyly or steal, neither shall you witness falsely against your neighbor, neither shall you covet your neighbor's wife, nor desire your neighbor's house, his field, his manservant or maidservant, his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. These words the Lord spoke. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, there we go. I do have one more question before we end. So he talks about not coveting your neighbor's wife, nor desire your neighbor's house, and so forth, and the adultery. So has this been a shift where now it's not like multiple wives? I think... um, now that is an it we could we will unpack that at some point if you want to talk about it i think god is really saying his desire all along is for a single unit like a man and a woman to have you know this kind of monogamous relationship but what we see practiced over and over and over and over and over and over over, they end up having multiple wives and concubines and you know what there's never a time where that doesn't lead to some problem (laughs) (laughs) and um and and again 
when we read these Old Testament stories, you got to realize, too, what I love about the Bible is that part of what leads me to believe that it's not like a mythical book of fairy tales is because it 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 keeps all of the bad stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. Like if I was telling the story, everybody would be ideal, but it's like, no, like Jacob is the person that got named Israel and becomes the person of the promise. And he was a jerk. I mean, he tricked his brother, tricked his dad. I mean, he was a total jack wagon and, you know, had all these problems. God used him. Whereas like, man, if you wouldn't have it be that way, if you were making up the story. And so there, there are certain things in the Bible that are descriptive. It just describes what happened, and it warts and all. And it doesn't mean that it's prescriptive. In other words, just because it's in there means, oh, well, then that's what I need to do. Right. Because you know? it's it's saying, no, this is a bad thing to do. Look what they did. It's terrible. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to include the story. But you'll have some people go, well, look, it's in the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah, but as a example of what not to do right so um yeah so look at it that way yeah but there you go god's forming his people um which is going to set us up for where we go next it's uh joshua joshua and uh he and we'll we'll unpack him a little bit you know and we'll kind of get into his you know going into the promised land. So we'll look at Joshua next Friday. Yeah. All right. Marisa, as always, thank you. No, thank so you. So much. Uh, again, I, I, I can't tell you there. It's not just me. Cause I've heard feedback from other people. There's so many people that are just Marisa fans <laughs> because they're going because you have this incredible opportunity, this this gift that I am in a non sinful way jealous of, <laughs> in a God jealous way, <laughs> in a God jealous way. No, but a little envious. But what I what one of the things that just continues to be so beneficial to me is to walk through you reading some of these stories and your insight and seeing it for the first time because. It's hard for me sometimes to go, oh, I've heard this so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have brought new vitality and freshness and life to it. I hear people tell me that all the time. So there's a ton of people who go, wow, it's just in rejuvenating, you know, thank to you, John. I, thank you. I, I mean, this has been, I mean, not to, not to abuse the word. This has truly been a blessing. Like this is, yeah. been really nice and 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 i mean you and i talk offline as well and i mean this is not easy this is actually um difficult for me and i have moments that i sit there and i'm like john what am i doing and you know and and then like i said it's i just want i want all the listeners to know that this is not you would think that this is just an easy path yeah follow god and jesus there you go end of story it's not you know i've had over 30 years of um conflict i'll say it that way that i just kind of like it wasn't a an interest for me and uh, so this has been really enlightening and i will say this is that i i laugh now because i catch things so my professor made a comment um 
in class how she um she said that she was a non-traditional student and uh she got married at a later time in her life she was she was and then she's like I mean, you might as well have called me Sarah. She's like, because then me and my husband had a child and we're like, what? I thought I was going through menopause. And I laughed because I understood the reference. <laughs> I understood the reference. And I was like, I know that story. So I thought it was, I, I think it's interesting because now I have a, um, I get a new view. I'm learning something new and I get to hear it how it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. I just didn't know where to look. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. All right. Hey, Daily Grind Nation, thanks for joining us Friday. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Uh, man, we hit 60 degrees today. <laughs> just... Oh, Texas. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but everybody have a great weekend. We will have all new episodes of the Daily Grind on Monday. Um, and I uh, am going to pray us out of here. All right. Um, so, God, thanks for calling a people and recording the story. And help us to keep you first uh, in our life. Help us to really represent you well as we go out through life. Help us to live in ways that that bring honor to your name. Help us to not neglect setting aside time to, to rest and to find opportunities to create times and space of rest for others. Help us to honor uh, the parents you gave us. Help us protect life. Help us be faithful to the ones we love. Help us be generous. Help us be truthful and honest. Help us celebrate the beauty in others and help us be people who share and not hoard. Uh, and we thank you for all this. Amen. Amen.